All right. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We have a second um, passage that we're going to read from our second verse, and that's going to be Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, um, or page 815 in the Pew Bible. Okay, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. May God bless the reading of his word. Um, if you've been with us on Friday or Saturday, you've already heard um, the background for our two um, speakers this weekend, but I'm going to give another brief introduction in case you weren't here. So Dr. Robert Wong and his wife Christine work with Action Missions, and for the past 20 years they have cared for younger missionaries as spiritual parents through mentoring, counseling, and other forms of support. Um, part of their ministry is also visiting various churches like ours um, in the U.S. and Canada to share the stories of these missionaries. Most of these missionaries serve um, in the Middle East and in Africa, and in particular among refugees living in these regions. So I welcome Dr. Robert to the stage. So, good morning. Uh, I'm so glad that I have this opportunity to come here to report to you and I'll count our blessings, what the Lord is leading a Chinese missionary group, what they are doing nowadays in all over the world. Okay, as I have just read it already, and as the Lord tells us that, we have to love our Lord with all our heart, with all our soul and all our mind. And also we have to love our neighbor just like yourself. And then the most important thing the Lord wants us to do is uh, go and make disciples. And then with that, the Lord give us the promise, I'm with you always to the very end of age. So whenever we go forward, we depend on the Lord, the Lord will be with us. When the Lord be with us, there's a miracle happens. And then about course, when Jesus sent his disciples out, and he said that, okay, I like sheep among wolves, therefore it be true as snake and innocent as thou. I, I have the NIV version, okay? So, as nowadays you want to go out and, and reach to the other people, if you encounter people like that, these are the Muslim, okay? And they have that black mark on their head because they want to show their devotion to their belief. And they count out five times a day with a designer stone so that they can have a marking like that. If you tell them that I want to come to your country to share the gospel with you, you think that they will allow you to come in? No way. Even though a lot of so-called normal churches, okay, our countries, what I mean is, okay, and they will not allow us, the missionary, to go in there and outreach to them. You see, nowadays, getting to another country to outreach is a very, very difficult. And also, if a lot of uh, missionaries, they were able somehow get into the, the country, they will be spying on by, by those people. They can hardly do anything anymore. You can see that the difficulty that we are facing over there. Not only that, nowadays you can see that 
we see a lot of locust infestation and also cause a lot of famine, a lot of war, and a lot of plague, and are causing a lot of disease. In the last three years, we have dealt with the COVID, the pandemic problem. Okay, so make a lot of work seem to be very challenging to us. However, are we being scared by that? Just like the, the ten spy that sent by Moses into the promised land, when they came back, they see that they saw that the promise. However, they, own, they are very in trying to do that by their own help, uh, self. So that's why they got scared. Okay? So nowadays, when our missionary, we send them out, they have to face a lot of challenge. So I will borrow a picture that my wife used, okay, to show it to you. So when we cultivate our missionary, we cultivate as a lovely, cute, and smart, and intelligent as the rabbit, okay? But at the same time, they know how to protect themselves like a hedgehog, okay? So they have to be very careful. We have to draw the wisdom and courage from our Lord so that we can do something like that. Okay, so because the blessing from our Lord, our team were able to get into 18 countries in the last 20 years. And now we have more than 150 long-term missionaries staying in over that places. And today, I only have time to share with you our work in Pakistan, Nepal, Myanmar, Iran, South Sudan, and Uganda. So let's go. So in 2005, our team were able to get into uh, Pakistan. And we were there for three months. We were learning the local languages. But then a major earthquake happened. During the big, big earthquake, 100,000 people vanished. Our, ref, our missionary rushed into the, the, the area to help those people. And we do everything we can and show them the love of the Lord Jesus. You know that in those locations is the stronghold of Al-Qaeda and also Taliban. But the Lord gives us the courage to go there and serve them. Of course, we are very, very careful about that. And to the point that the rescue commander liked us so much to the point and tried to offer us a lot, a lot of uh, privilege, and we, we did not accept that. But we know that the Lord wants to call us to serve, to help those, the people in the poor, and who came with the freedom for the prisoners, and recover sight of the blind, and release oppressed. So those are purpose, the reason we went into Pakistan. So the Lord wonderfully showed us the way. That was what we see. You see, a lot of people, a lot of people living in, Living in a condition worse than a lot of refugee camp. They have been living there for year after year and after year. But if you take a look at the picture carefully, you can see that on the wall there, I circled that, there's a cross on the wall. That they designate that those are Christians who are living in a Muslim country. 
And then this is another scenery that we saw. Okay, on a major garbage hill, there's a tiny, tiny church. No window, but they still raise the crawl on that. So we found out that in the Muslim country, in, in Pakistan, there's still Christians there, being lived in there, being trapped over there. So we went in to want to know them. Okay? This is uh, my wife that went into the ask, uh, try to know their situation. So we said that, you know, uh, we not try to know them. Then we found out that, they, yes, they, are, they really uphold their belief in the Lord. However, we found that their belief had been contaminated by the Muslims' thinking. So we asked them, how do you know that you are a Christian? They always said, well, because I'm born, my parents are Christian. Okay, so usually that, then we know that, okay, that is not the way, okay? Then we have to, we have been saved is because of the blood of Lord Jesus. So we know that they need some help because they did not have a good pastoring for a long, long, long time. So we come in and said, that, can we help you? So they kind of expect that how much silver and gold that we have. We said, the silver and gold, I have none, but we have our Lord Jesus. So we asked their permission. We went in there to help them to establish Sunday school. We want to fill the fill the new generation up from the kindergarten level. So because of that, we have the first class over there. And at that time, we have only 17 students and joining our Sunday school training classes. However, with the blessing of our Lord, more and more people are willing to come in to help, and then we are getting more and more organized. In these years, we have trained more than 1,700 local people to be Sunday school teachers. And every week, they will go out, they find their students, find a location wherever they can. They start to have their Sunday school. So the Lord blessed us. More than 30,000 people attend the Sunday school. I think this is really a miracle. Okay? But then we also found that a lot of those people are illiterate. Why? Because those people, they live there, they are poor. They don't have the money to send their children to private school. Then why don't they send them to the public school? Because once you go to the, Sunday, uh, the, the, the pub, uh, public school, the school teacher would let, have to let all the children to kowtow worship their God and kowtow to Mecca five times a day. So those Christian parents, they are willing to let their children not be educated. So they let them be, be uh, staying home. So because of that, generation after generation, they, they don't have the knowledge to run a, have a good job. So all they can do is just a garbage collector or even worse. Now, Pakistan has the caste system just like India. Especially you're Christian, you step on the floor and there was much you like that. So that's why they were the, uh, in such a dire and bad situation. However, the Lord gave us the strength, gave us the, the, the ability. On 2010, we established two private schools and for the Christian children. And at that time, we served about 10 villages among the two major cities. And these days, we have uh, uh, build a school up and become strong and things like that. Now we have 12 schools running uh, for this, uh, helping the Christian children. 
and we give thanks to the Lord because they love the Lord so much. They take the opportunity so closely. Okay, so every time when they graduate from their school and things like that, they have to take the national exam, and then all the champions are came from our school. So you know that the Lord really bless us and encourage us what we are doing over there. So may the Lord bless them, have more people being educated, have the more people uh, follow the Lord, and then they can have the ability to turn the society around. And as you know that during the pandemic time, uh, everyone encountered a lot of difficulty. And this uh, Christian community, when they're lining up for the government to give them some kind of uh, 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 things like that. Those Christians are always being kicked out of the line because the people recognize that they are Christian and they will not allow them to get anything uh, from the government. So our missionaries still stay in there and uh, provide them with the food, uh, give them things like that. When they need to see a doctor, need some money, we give them some money to help them. And also, when someone needs a prayer, we go to. So we continue to be with them, to, to, to encourage them. We build up the Christian community. And recently, they have a major flight in Pakistan also. And then you know that uh, I, the Christians are being denied any kind of benefit over there. So our missionary... And with, then he went there and also kept on uh, helping those people. So may the Lord bless them. Under this kind of dire situation, we are still able to work together and things like that. Another country that I will share with you is our work in Nepal. Nepal is a country about 80 or 90 percent are Hindu, controlled by Hindu, but they have the religious freedom. So when we went in there, we found this kind of situation. We take the opportunity. We did not waste any time. We raised, do a lot of outdoor evangelical meetings and attract a lot of people to, to, to come to us. We provide dental clinic, medical clinic, and we can have more and more people come to our service and, and things like that. And then we followed the Lord said that baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So the ch we are growing. However, the government found out that we are doing such an efficient job. So what do they do? They do not allow us to go out to do the outdoor uh, uh, evangelical meeting anymore. But at that time, we had enough people, and we ran several, a lot of uh, rooms and things like that. We do the indoor. So we have to invite the people come to the places that we are staying in. So this is uh, one of the, the, some of the churches. The, the, the service that we have over there. So the government tried to interfere us. We don't let them to do, to, to do that. And also we provide the, uh, the, the people, they have acupuncture and things like that. When the people are waiting for the doctor, so our co-worker will outreach to them and teach them how to sing praise and uh, uh, give sermon and things like that. So in this kind of situation, we cultivate them to be a Christian. And also, in those rural areas, when the people come in, we did not charge them for any money. But then we asked them, if you can afford, bring a handhold of uh, rice to us. So we collect them in the bin like that. And then afterward, we will use all the grain, the rice that we have. We'll go to the village and help the, the widow, 
the orphan and the people poor and sick. So that let them to know that it's more blessing to give than to, to uh, receive. So we also, as I said, that we rent a lot of spaces and I have the youth center. When they come in, they can learn computer in the same place and uh, working together like that. So we provide the computer classes, uh, guitar classes, music, uh, Chinese or English. So everything we will charge them a, a fee. However, if they come in to attend the Bible classes, all the classes will be free. So we have more and more people come in. We have all the young people that are coming in our facility, and then we have the opportunity to, to uh, uh, evangelize them. So uh, some of the people who have devoted to become Christian, and they will be our co-worker. So during the pandemic time, okay, we put on the mask, we give them a, a Bible classes, uh, a training. Okay, so that as a, we know that we have to deep root ourselves into the society and train our co-workers with us. Should someday the Chinese missionaries are being kicked out of the country, they will be able to keep going on and on. So we are emphasize a lot of the education during this kind of time. So we have regular uh, meeting uh, in the shop that we run, in the library, the places that we run. So continue to disciple them. And uh, nowadays, we have started a, a small Bible school to train. We have a group classes like that, and we have one-to-one -one teacher. And with the blessing of the internet, the Zoom, now we are able to provide them theological training. The teacher can teach them from Taiwan, from USA, and from all over. So they are really, really blessed like that. So again, we really want to deep root and I'll provide the help from, um, for them. And as we want to have the social care, okay, we want our minister, that the people who work with us, will be able to support themselves. As you know, the Bible tells us that Apostle Paul is a tent-making apostle. He has a job. He can sustain and uh, support himself. Here, we train our missionaries and do different kind of things that they can sustain and, uh, themselves. So this is, uh, we run a bakery. The name is called One Plus One. One is our Lord Jesus. Plus one, the number one cafe that we are running. So our co-worker work there. When the people come in, be friends with them, they, they get into as a member. And because that we have opportunity to be friends with them and share the gospel with them. And also, we use a lot of facility whenever we have a Christian meeting over there. So, may the Lord bless the world. And also, we run a small hotel. We are only 12 rooms. But nowadays, because of missionary, they, are, they get married and they have children. So, we have only four rooms to rent it out. However, we have the best reputation around the town. So, whenever, so uh, that is a one thing that we can support, try to support ourselves. And also, we run a small scooter shop like that, and also selling the stuff on the street. So, this way, our missionary, they can uh, uh, work together like that, and help our, um, they can support themselves. The second, another country that I will share with you, our work in Iran. So I think that you also all recognize the face, Ayatollah Khomeini. 
And then on the other side of the building, this is what you see. Now you can tell the how much they dislike the Western countries, especially USA. In that kind of society, can we all go out to have an opening, open settlement, I mean, an evangelical meeting? No way. But will that hinder our work? No, we won't let them to hinder our, our work. We remember that Bible tells us, love your neighbor, just like love yourself. So they cannot forbidden us to visit our neighbor. So that's exactly what we did. So our, our missionary, she and her, keep visiting the neighbor, I befriend with the neighbor, and teach them how to the Chinese culture, and show them uh, the handicraft and things like that, teach them Chinese food, cook a dish for them, so they befriend with them. To a point that we also teach them how to deal with your husband and the things like that. And then someday they were curious, okay? They come to us and said that, uh, you are not Muslim, right? We said, no, we are not, okay? So they asked us, what do you believe? We tell them that we are Christ's follower. And then they always the respond, they will lower their voice. They ask us, I want to know Jesus too. Can you help me to know Jesus? And then later they want to, can I bring more friends to come in and join? I said, I said oh, of course. So because of that, we start to have uh, a meeting, Bible study among them. To the point that they really, really want to be a Christian, want to be baptized, okay? Then just before the baptism, they kind of change their mind. They, we can see that they have a lot of hesitation. So we ask them, why you... You have changed your mind. They said, well, maybe I should not baptize. We said, why? You have changed your mind. They said, no. He said, the, the problem is, okay, in Iran, they have a morality police. They control you everything. Actually, they are religious, uh, religion, okay? They control you and things like that. She so said, should someday I become a Christian, and when they find out I become a Christian, they may torture me and maybe uh, threaten to kill me. When they threaten me like that, they will ask me, who led you to Jesus? Who baptized you? They said that if that happened to me, I would not to utter your name out because you are my friend. I will never betray you. So we said that if that's the case, there's a solution. Once we know, okay, so we fly and pastor from Iran, Iraq into Iran, baptizing them, and then he left. Okay, so they never know who is the one who baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So nowadays we have a small Bible study group like that uh, in the neighborhood. Okay, and we are so thankful to find out that a couple were able to move to Europe. And I heard that they are receiving more training so that they can work among the Iranians in those uh, for, uh, 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 European countries, okay? So may the Lord bless them, especially the people are still inside Iran, and may the Lord keep them safe. And then may our church, small church, can keep on, on and on like that. 
Another country I would like to share with you is Myanmar. We used to have a missionary training school inside China. But then, because a lot of situations, the rent becomes so high and everything. So we moved our uh, training school into Myanmar, right, right there. Okay. So they, we lease a piece of land with a lot of rock, very barren. But our missionary students and work with the teachers will clean up the area and then we can build such a beautiful facility, okay? So they shut the, the, the metal post and then we have a, a, a classroom like that. So they, we build our dorm, our, uh, a classroom, the, the worship hall and uh, the dining area, kitchen and everything. When there's no water, we take the well ourselves. When there's no electricity, we use a solar panel to correct that so that we can run the classes at night. And when we need to have a keyboard lesson, we turn on the, the, the generator. So that way, we can train the students over there. So this, and those students are mainly a first group of the Chinese descendants who living in a mountain area of Myanmar. So we train them, and then we led by the minister, and we go out, have a lot of evangelical meetings among the, those people, young and old. So really, really, really have found a lot of people joining us. So you know that Myanmar is such a poor country, especially you know about that, the Golden Triangle. The Golden Triangle is the drug lot they, they grow opium, okay? So our school is right at the border at the, the foothill area. But then our purpose, the goal is to go into the deep mountain area. So we set up a forward base. And also the people, why they grow, a lot of people, they, why they grow opium? Because the, the hill is so steep, you cannot have any uh, major uh, crop to grow and things like that. And with the tamping from the warlord, uh, the drug lord, so they grow opium. So we want to equip them and help them so that we set up the farm in our forward base, okay? So this is a picture that we also, again, we don't have a well, we take the well ourselves. And um, uh, this is a Pastor Mark and his wife. They become the expert raising chicken. At first, we used to uh, the, uh, give those uh, people 20 chickens so that the chicken can lay eggs. We help them, teach them how to do it, and then we tell them to sell the, the eggs so they have some income like that. And also teach them how to uh, raise pigs. That's what we call the three little pig story. So we give them three little pigs. So we teach them how to raise them. And then when they have the generation, the new few eggs, they return three little pigs to us so that we can use that resources to help more, more, more people. So that way, hopefully, that uh, they, they will uh, uh, win out from caring and doing that kind of uh, growing opium uh, the business. Not only that, so when they do not know how to raise the pig and those things properly, so a minister went there to teach them how to do it. So every time he goes there, it's an opportunity spread the gospel, okay? So that is why we are doing something like that. You see, under the very dim light, we have a meeting after meeting in people's room and things like that. 
Okay, so may the Lord really bless them and we can reach more and more people. And th this picture here, down here, you know that Myanmar is still involving a civil war, big and small, all the time. So our missionary and our, the, all the people's safety are depend on uh, are the Lord's blessing and also your prayer. And this is, so let us to see they even do a dirt poor area. Even that place is controlled by the, uh, the, the drug lord. We are able to penetrate into the, those places and to work. Now, they, I would uh, now I would like to share with you uh, our work in, uh, in Africa. But actually, at, at, that, at that time, we were starting our missionary work in Africa, just starting. However, at that time, we also have our missionary station in Yemen. And you also know that in Yemen, they have the Arab Spring, and they have a major uh, civil war among, among them. They fight so fierce to a point that they ask all the foreigners to leave. Okay, so you know that the Chinese government sent the battleship went to receive and all the Chinese to withdraw from the area. But our missionary, for the love of the people to serve them, they refused to live with the government. But however, later because of one of our young sisters gave birth a little baby, so then we have to tell the government. What, because we have to report to the government a new boy, baby is born. What, okay. Then the government was surprised that why didn't you people rejoin with us? Okay. Now the battleship has left already. What can I do for you? But no matter what, I'm coming over to help you to, to leave this place. But we did not accept the help. We dropped the phone down. So our missionary chartered a bus from their capital, uh, uh, Sana and go, went all the way to the port Athens. There, our missionary did not go back to Taiwan, did not go back to China to enjoy their life. They chartered a boat and crossed the Red Sea into Africa. So that is how to help us to start the missionary work uh, in, in Africa. Okay, but today I would like to share with you the key, the, the thing that we are doing in South Sudan and, and uh, in Uganda. So when we first went in there, we also leased a, a bare land, a, a piece of land. We are cultivating and cleaning up the area and starting to dig the road, throwing uh, 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 the, the things like that. When it, again, when we, we don't have water, so we hand dig our well ourselves. And to the point with a lot of uh, uh, things like that, our missionary were able to amend holding automatic irrigation system to cultivate that. You know that because they have were in a war for a long, long time, the people really face a lot of famine. So that's why we use the agriculture and, and you will produce and those things to help them, to make friends with them. However, so, okay, the Sudan was one country. They were fighting for a long, long time. So so-called South Sudan uh, uh, claimed the independence from the, the Sudan in 2011. Our team went in there to start the work over there in uh, uh, 2012. 
you went in there, we start the farm and things like that. Unfortunately, thing, they start their own civil war again. The two major tribes, they hate each other with the understanding, so they kill each other to the point that you see that they are using, uh, killing all the people. And then they go, the, the government running our money so the soldier did not get any salary, but they have the gun in their hand. What do they do? They go to the street to rob everyone for their own sake. So who are the richest people? The foreigners. So that's why our missionary under gunpoint being robbed many times. One day we were robbed, for the, uh, robbed by those people again. We just found that the United Nations peacekeeper, the truck over there. So we went over there and talked to them. We said, oh, we're being robbed. What can we do? The driver told us, don't worry. I have been robbed twice today. So that kind of situation. So they started a civil war killing a lot of people. Uh, to the point that they're getting so bad. So this was the camp that we set up, okay, for missionaries stay there, and, uh, and okay, they come in one evening and rob us under the gun pond. And the Lord really blessed us. We were saved. Our situation in Kantarung, just like the church, you know that Pastor uh, Yang Yichi, he encountered that the robbing in a, in a golden triangle in a, in a death side. So we accept the same thing. So our, when our people were under gunpoint, uh, they tried to rob us, and the Lord sent his angel to save us. But we know that now is time for us to live. So this is the picture of later we went back there, see everything valuable completely robbed. So... So because of that, our missionary just follow and take care of the, the, the refugee that we have been carrying into uh, South, uh, Uganda. So we know that more than one million uh, refugees from South Sudan went into uh, um, Uganda. So they are entering into the situation. So this is uh, the national bird and the flag of Uganda. So, there, we don't have any entertainment. So every night after dinner, and uh, we have a little bit of time to go out, see the sunset, and say, oh, how good is that? And before we went inside to our nightly devotion or meeting and things like that. So we usually do something like that. However, one evening, while we are walking on something like that, okay, suddenly something like this happened. And then a few minutes later, it turned into red color. So some people said, is that the column of cloud? The column of fire? Just like what Moses and the people saw in the wilderness. We don't know. We never know that. But we know that the Lord seemed to tell us that we are facing, He is with us. So that He encouraged us to go forward and do the job. So we asked the United Nations allow us to go in and things uh, to help them. At first, they think that we don't, your group is too small, you don't have money, and it lets us out. But the Lord had planted in our heart long ago, said that, you go over there, plant mulberry tree, and we know how to do sowing. Then it turned back, that turned out that they asked us to stay and help them. So we are invited to go over there. So we divided the area that how we can serve in different groups. 
So as the people, they become, why they become the, the, the refugee there? Because the hatred, misunderstanding like that. So how can we solve the problem? So the only thing is, we give them the love of our Lord Jesus. So we help to find the Christian, and some of them the minister, or someone who's well-educated to work with us. Okay, and then we train them with the, 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 the gospel training so that we can go out and do outreaching in the systematic way. And then the main thing that, they, the thing that we teach them is Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So under that field, we train a lot of people, our co-workers there, to work with us. Because in our team, we have about 20 people. How can you serve a million people? There's no way. So we have to ask the local people to work with us. So because of that, okay, with the Lord's blessings, and we have formed about 300 churches over there. So we don't have any facility. We just maybe have a meeting under the tree. Okay, our missionary and all our co-workers work together and outreach to the people. Uh, this is another group meeting. Our missionary are here, and then our local co-worker will work together. So now we have served 300 churches over there. And we were able to give them an evangelical meeting and really encourage them and let them know that the Lord did not forget about them. So at that time, we were able to keep the missionary, uh, the evangelical meeting. This is one of the pictures. And then we give thanks to the Lord. More than 5,000 people attend the meeting. Okay. And the people really, really enjoy that. And I encourage that the Lord had never forget them. Okay. So we provide that, that give them a message and tell them to love the Lord. And then tell them to uh, uh, dissolve their hatred and misunderstanding. So when they become received like that, so that they, someday they can go back to their country, they can bring this message to their country and let their country and heal up. You can see how poor they are. That's all their kitchen facility. And this is a drugstore among the, the refugees. Okay. As I said that, okay, we went in there because we know how to plant mulberry tree. As a Chinese, our ancestors know how to plant mulberry tree. What do they do with that? They raise you silkworm. So that is exactly the thing that we did. So we teach them, demonstrate to them how to uh, uh, plant mulberry tree. And in two years, the, the trees have become so tall already. With that, okay, uh, we provide them to, to, to or like that. You know that mulberry tree, not only, they're very beneficial, they grow very fast. The leaf, you can feed the, the, the worm, but also you can use that as a vegetable, the leaf also as a vegetable. Or you try that as a leaf and things like that. It's really, really helpful. To the point that our missionary learn how to raise your worm. So we do that. We standardize and simplify the method like that. And then we teach our co-workers how to raise your worm this way. Okay. Why we do that? Because, okay, those people, they really, their hope has been completely dashed. They have nothing there. No job, no nothing. Every day they are just waiting someone to give them some money. 
So nowadays we sold it to them. The love from the Lord, we can, they can raise a silver like that. There are ways they can uh, 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 find theirs useful and mainly build up their dignity again. So that is what we do. We have to give thanks to the Lord that the expert in Taiwan, they taught us how to, the new way of raising new, uh, the silver. In the old days, a cocoon like that, you have to draw the, the thread out, and one by one, it's a very tedious and very difficult operation. But now, with their help, our silver were tricked to lay uh, a whole flat of seed. Okay, they no longer form a cocoon. So then we put the, the seed together, become the blanket. So this was our first fruit. So we, okay, and the people really get enjoyed it and are encouraged by that. So should someday when they're going back to the country, there's a way they can make a living. And as a, a lot of you, they do not participate in a worship and things like that. It, kind of difficult to outreach to them. So then the Lord let, let us to see that they love to play soccer. So we form many, many soccer teams. But the condition is when they join our soccer team, they can enjoy the, the, the beautiful uniform. But they have to come to worship with us. Okay, they have to learn to, how to pray, recite the Bible, bless each other, and listen to the sermon. So it's a beautiful way to uh, outreach to the youth. And then when they are not playing soccer, they were going back to a village there. They run up the young kid and have a youth group. So that's the way we're expanding our work from all ages. And uh, during the, the last few years, uh, their water bucket been broken down. So we found a way to buy the water bucket to them. So let them know that we are going through the, everything with them all this time. And then United Nations of Refugee Authority, they're running our money. They used to give them uh, some uh, uh, cooking salt, uh, cooking oil and salt and things like that. So we also give it to them so that we stay with them and help them. So to the point that they said that, all the United Nations, I mean, a lot of uh, organizations, they have withdrawn from the area. But we, the Chinese missionaries, still staying with them. So may the Lord bless them. They can continue to work and, and, and things like that. Alas, we do not need the human to praise us. However, you can recognize them. Pastor Jimmy Hudson Taylor. He's the fifth generation of Hudson Taylor. And he, when he found out the work that we do, and he came in to confirm with us and encourage us. So we know that someone can tell us that we are doing the right way. Okay, We are not asking for the people's praise, but we know that what we are striving for someday when we meet our Lord, the Lord will tell us, you are good and faithful servant. That's what we are. So again, during the pandemic, I think that a lot of church, a lot of organizations being influenced by that. But the Lord is with us. So you use your eye to see how to outreach more people. A lot of people out there need the gospel. A lot of people got discouraged. How can you go there and help them? So I would like to, to this is my report to you. And uh, I give thanks to the church, allow us, my wife and I, to come here to share with you. And uh, please 
uh, pray for us and uh, for your support and things like that. May the Lord bless you all. Thank you.